0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Investing Beyond Borders, a podcast from Miranda Law Firm that brings you regular insight on investment opportunities and legal and regulatory updates from throughout the Miranda Alliance world, all in around six minutes. This week, we look at multilaterals investing in Africa, important legal developments in Angola, renewables projects in Cameroon, the Portuguese presidency of the EU, and much more. Sit back, relax, and enjoy investing beyond borders. Teresa, over to you. This week's
1: roundup starts off once again with a look at pan-African developments with an impact in our jurisdictions. Over the last couple of years, Africa has been a hotspot of interest for the energy sector, with numerous projects and plans for electrification of the continent. The African Development Bank has been at the forefront of some of these efforts, and it recently announced that it plans to invest 10 billion US dollars in the energy sector over the next five years. These projects will be part of the bank's Light Up and Power Africa initiative and will continue to prioritize renewables, while coal fired power plants will no longer be financed by the multilateral institution. The African Development Bank has also announced that it is partnering with the European Investment Bank to fund projects capable of fast-tracking development in Africa, mainly in the areas of climate action and sustainability, transformative large-scale quality infrastructure, information and communications technology infrastructure and services, financial inclusion, with a particular focus on the empowerment of girls and women, education and training, and health. Angola is a nation where multilateral institutions have been very active of late, and the World Bank has been involved in a number of initiatives aimed at increasing agriculture production. The latest of which is a credit line aimed at, amongst others, creating agriculture education centers in the Wambu province. Acknowledging the importance of agriculture, not only to the improvement of the livelihood of the population, but also to regional trade, the government has also committed to updating its national agriculture investment, food security and nutrition plan. In the meantime, India has been seeking to narrow its ties with Nagala and the two countries recently agreed to cooperate in the hydrocarbons, industry, agriculture and IT sectors, opening the door for increased Indian investment in these areas. Also in Angola, the new legal framework on public procurement and public contracts finally came into force on 22 January, bringing with it significant changes in the way public entities contract with private parties. Another important legislative development was the approval of the regulations on free zones. We have issued two legal alerts on these important rule changes. If you haven't received them, please feel free to reach out to us and we will send you a copy.
2: Meanwhile, the Cameroonian government has taken an important step to increase its renewable energy generation capacity by approving tax and customs exemptions to what is seen by many as the first significant solar power project in Central Africa. The project includes the construction of two solar power plants with a combined capacity of 25 megawatts in the north of the country and will be implemented by the Maroa Gaida Solar Company, a joint venture between Norwegian companies Skatek, Izuba Energy and Sphinx Energy. The energy produced will be sold to the country's main power company, Eneu. Besides being an environmentally competitive project, this solar power development will allow Cameroon to save on fuel used for power generation and diversify the country's power mix, which presently relies solely on thermal and hydro sources. There is also good news on the international trade front, with Cameroon and the United Kingdom agreeing to an interim economic partnership agreement following Brexit, which is modelled on the existing agreement with the European Union. Also related to trade, the port of Klebe, which we have discussed before on this podcast, is seeking to obtain free zone status from the government of Cameroon, which, if granted, would give it a competitive advantage compared to other West African ports, allowing it to attract cargo for transshipment and placing it in an important position to benefit from the African Continental Free Trade Agreement.
1: In Mozambique, there has been an important development in a project that has kept us busy for many years, with Mitsui announcing that it will sell its participation in the Moatize coal mine and the associated Nakala Corridor project to its partner in the project, VAL. According to publicly available information, VAL is expected to continue to operate the project prior to selling it to a third party. This is in line with VAL's commitment to divest from coal as part of its 2050 carbon neutrality objective. I'm not a good In the meantime, the country's huge natural gas discoveries continue to spawn potential transformational projects, such as the African Renaissance Pipeline Project, which, if approved, will build a natural gas distribution backbone with a total length of 2,600 kilometers from the north of Mozambique to South Africa. The pipeline would have an annual capacity of 80 billion cubic meters and could include branch lines to Mozambican cities and to other countries such as Zimbabwe, Zambia, the DRC, Botswana and Malawi.
2: Finally, in Portugal, the Portuguese presidency of the European Union is off to a good start, with the government's agenda focusing on the strengthening of the single European market and EU supply chains, developing the technological and environmental sectors and making the EU more independent in critical areas for the future, such as hydrogen and lithium production. Another area that the Portuguese presidency is betting heavily on is the signing of a trade agreement between the EU and Mercosur bloc, which is expected to significantly increase trade between the two blocs. On the energy front, Portugal's commitment to green energy, which has made it an example to follow, continues to make headlines, with EDP's famous scenish coal-fired power station having been shut down on 14 January. EDP, which has been a leading market player in renewable energy, will now start decommissioning the facility, which is expected to take approximately five years. Portugal's presidential elections also took place over the weekend, with incumbent Marcelo Rebelo de Sousa having been elected for a second five-year term by an overwhelming majority.
0: We hope you enjoy this episode of Investing Beyond Borders. We will be back with you in two weeks' time with more developments in the Miranda Alliance world. Please join us again then for more news from the 19 Miranda Alliance jurisdictions. If you wish, you can also follow Miranda and our professionals on LinkedIn, where you will find daily updates and commentary on our work, interests, and hot topics in our jurisdictions. This podcast was brought to you by Miranda Law Firm and Miranda Alliance. You can find out more about our worldwide activities and assistance to investors at www.mirandalawfirm.com. This episode was presented by Teresa André and Phil Town from our Lisbon office and Luís Miranda from the Houston office. Content was developed exclusively for Miranda by the Miranda Alliance podcast team. Technical support is provided by Catarina Moraes from our communications department. All content is subject to copyright and protected by law.